just opened up episode 85 of Monster Kid Radio with the song Lucha Libre from the band The Dead Alvi. It appears on their album A Taste of Blood. You can find out more about them over at their website, which you can find over at deadelvi.com, or you can just follow the link in the show notes over at our website. That's monsterkidradio.net. That's the website for this podcast, Monster Kid Radio. And I'm your host, Derek M. Cook. I want to welcome you to this week's show to this look back at what happened earlier this month at the Hollywood Theater here in Portland, Oregon. Cinescopio put on a series of three films, one film a month, featuring masked wrestlers, aliens, monsters, excitement, thrills, chills, and just a heck of a lot of fun. And Monster Kid Radio crashed every one of these film screenings. And the final film in this three-month-long series was the film Santo and Blue Demon Against the Monsters from 1970, directed by Gilberto Martinez Solares. I cannot pronounce the name in its original Spanish language because, well, I have a birth defect. But I don't need to speak Spanish to know that this movie was so much fun. And I think a lot of the people in the audience and the people that joined me for the crash also enjoyed the film. I took the recorder to the crash. I took the recorder to the Hollywood Theater so that I could get everybody's thoughts about the film. And you know what? We had some Monster Kid Radio crash regulars in the audience. We had Tom Doffel. We had Chris McMillan from The Shadow Over Portland. And we had Ray Jelinek. Now, all of these guys have been on the show in the past for various crashes, and it was a thrill to watch this movie with them. Now, it wasn't just the movie. Cinescopio did a little bit more than just throwing a movie up on the screen and calling it good, there was always something a little extra. And this time around, there was a lot of extra. This time around, we got the Luchadors in attendance. We took pictures with them. And yeah, go over to monsterkidradio.net and you can see the group shot of us Monster Kid Radio crashers with Megaboy and The Ideal Mexican. They also did a mini panel after the film, so you're going to get to hear that as well. Additionally, there was a fashion show, the Put a Mask on It fashion show. Well, here's how this episode is going to work. You're going to hear us from the theater. You're going to hear us before the movie. You're going to hear the question and answer session with Megaboy and The Ideal Mexican. And then you're going to hear some more thoughts about the film. And then finally, you're going to hear the recording from the fashion show at the event. I want to thank Fusion Arte PDX for putting this event together, for this series together. I'm sad that it's over. I can't wait to see what they're going to do next year. I think they did a wonderful job picking some great films and providing some content that was not just entertaining, but educational as well. Go back into the archives of Monster Kid Radio and look up the other Monster Kid Radio crashes. You're going to hear panel discussions. You're going to hear thoughts about some of the other movies that they did during the series. I mean, it was just so much fun. And personally, big thanks to Joaquin Lopez for spearheading this thing and making this thing happen for all of us to enjoy. Before I take you back in time to the Hollywood Theater for the film, I want to go ahead and thank everybody for their support. In the iTunes Store, remember, we're trying to get to 50 Honest Reviews in the iTunes Store. Once we get to 50 Honest Reviews, we're going to launch a Creature from the Black Lagoon spinoff podcast as part of the Monster Kid Radio Network. Additionally, I want to thank everybody for all the likes that we got for our Facebook page for Monster Kid Radio. Now, we have a Facebook group as well that you can join and get involved in conversations with other listeners, that sort of thing. But we also have a Facebook page. And while the currency of Facebook, it's likes. And we were trying to get to 300 likes by the end of March. Well, we didn't quite hit it. We're at 277 likes as of this recording. However, if you are a Facebook user and you haven't given us a like yet, I'm going to ask you to do so and show us your support and give us some Facebook love. And finally, huge thanks to everybody who helped to put Monster Kid Radio on the ballot 
for the Rondo Hatton Classic Horror Awards. The Rondo Hatton Classic Horror Awards honor the best in classic horror research, creativity, and film preservation. And Monster Kid Radio is on the ballot. Category 23, Best Multimedia Horror. Go over to RondoAward.com to check out the entire ballot and really look at it because you're going to find things in there that you missed last year. Now, this celebrates last year's Best in Horror and Classic Horror, Classic Movie Monsters stuff. You're going to find magazines, artwork, articles, blogs, films, TV shows, things that I'm sure you missed last year because, well, I always find things that I missed last year. And it makes me want to go back and find all this stuff and read all these websites and pick up all these movies and check out all this material. Big thanks to David, the guy behind the Rondo Awards, for putting this thing together year after year after year. And here's how you vote. Send an email to David at taraco at AOL.com. That's T-A-R-A-C-O at AOL.com. Now, you have to include your real name, but you don't have to vote in every category. If you didn't see enough of the movies to feel comfortable voting in that category, that's okay. If you didn't check out enough of the blogs, didn't read enough of the articles or whatever, that's fine. Just vote in every category that you can especially Category 23, and show your support for all the people who create this wonderful media and content that we all love so much as monster kids and fans of monster movies. Of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Christopher R. Mim, previous guest here on Monster Kid Radio and future guest, because we got some things in the works, his film, The Giant Spider, is up for Best Independent Film, and, well, that's what I'm voting for in that category. All right, enough of this business. Why don't we go ahead and take you back to the Hollywood Theater for the final night of Cinescopio and the film Santo and Blue Demon Against the Monsters right after this. Hammer Film Productions began in 1934, and after producing almost 200 films and television programs, the studio is still releasing and re-releasing new and classic film titles. 1951 Downplace is the podcast that brings you the story of the great Hammer films, one movie at a time. Here are your hosts describing what Hammer means to them. First is Casey. Hammer means the beautiful and glamorous women of Hammer Horror, the engaging storytelling, and amazing period films. Joining him is Derek. Hammer means the incredible work of actors like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and even Michael Ripper. The gothic storytelling, the incredible music, and the set pieces. And finally, here's Scott. Hammer, that 1972 black exploitation film starring Fred Williams, love that movie. Hammer! This boy has a lot to learn. Join our hosts as they make their journey through the Hammer Films catalogue and discuss each film with critical opinion, historical facts, production notes and other information about these classic films. 1951 Downplace can be found in iTunes or their website www.1951downplace.com Better not be the 2003 flick starring Adam Goldberg, you know, the Hebrew Hammer. 1951 Downplace, the home of Hammer Films discussion. Journey into double terror with the late night double feature with X, the fiend from beyond space and the wall people. A crew of interstellar explorers must fight an unstoppable alien fiend from beyond space hell bent on consuming them all. Will they survive? Can they survive? And on the same program, 
a man must fight to save his only child from the clutches of strange invaders who use their advanced technologies to steal sleeping children through their bedroom walls. Are your children safe? Two terrors to tear you apart in the late night double feature. Monster Kid Radio, it's the Hollywood Theater, it's the third and final night of the Cinescopio series, Luce Libre Films, and man, Santo, Blue Demon, The Monsters, this is going to be a real treat, and of course this is a Monster Kid Radio crash event, and we've got some of our Monster Kid Radio crash regulars here with me, I'm going to start, I'm going to start on my left, Chris from the Shadow Over Portland, how you doing brother? Hey, I'm good, how are you? I'm good man, have you been looking forward to this one? This one's a big one. Oh, I, I have... You guys can't see it, but I have a big, big grin on my face. I can't <laughs> wait for this. Have you seen this one before? No. I know I keep talking it up, so. I know, and I can't wait. Come on. <laughs> Mask wrestlers versus monsters, vampires, and a cyclops? Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. This is going to be a treat. And then um, I'm going to go right across from me. Tom, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, man. How, how are you doing, man? You excited? I'm very excited. I didn't get a, get a chance to talk to you after the uh, the Martians, yeah. Uh, but I told you uh, when I saw you afterwards that uh, I loved it. My wife loves it. She's on her way here now, which shocks me to no end. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to this one. Now you're the one out of all of us. You're the one that actually owns a mask. I do own a mask. Yes, but 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 not here. No, I was going to bring it uh, this morning, but I had some uh, corporate meetings to go to, and I didn't think that uh, the bosses would, would appreciate that. I, know, I think CPR training while wearing the Luchador mask would have been awesome. Oh, I think it would have gone over even better. Oh, come on. It would have been great. You would have walked so. in there, I've got control now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Let me, let me do some chest compressions. Yeah. All right. Who knows what the ladies would have thought about that? And then we got Ray here, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Doing good. Excited about the third one. Oh yeah oh yeah now i'm gonna ask you guys after this of the three that we've seen which one you guys like the best but so far of the two that we've seen so far which ones have you preferred i would say martians is still number two the okay. first one i can't remember the name of it was number one in my book it was the mummies yeah that was definitely the better one and both. i would say the martians is my favorite because the first one doesn't exist to me That's right, you i didn't see it that. no gotta go with the mummies i mean come on yeah, I mean, it had more, it had color, it had the flame guns, it flame had no mascaras. Yes, flame guns. Yes. <laughs> and the dune buggy. Oh, yeah, the cars. And the smokescreen boots. <laughs> so you're missing out, Tom. you got to see this thing. Whenever I think dune, dune buggies, I think Ega. Is it like, is it similar <laughs> to that? <laughs> because you dragged me to that, and I loved it, so. Now I want to see Arch Hall Jr. face off against a Mexican wrestler. I would love to have that made. Can we get that made? Arch Hall Jr. and the Mexican wrestlers facing off against Ega. Ega and a tag team partner of his choice. Oh, yeah. I would be very okay with that. Let's book it right now. They can use Satan. Satan from the mummies. That's right. Let's get on his Facebook and make it happen. All right. They started cheering in there. I'm going to walk in and see what's going on. I'm just going to turn on the recorder, and we're just going to record this whole thing for the audience, for the show listeners at home who couldn't be here. Uh, we are up on the stage. your awesome mask or your favorite movie land costume, we've got some wonderful prizes for you. We have Breakfast of Champions complete with box donuts and Folgers coffee. 
we have the incredible, beautiful Hulk makeup kit, kit that makes anybody beautiful. And we have the party package called the Mexican-American Party with bucket margarita and chips and paste picante sauce. You guys are missing a party, man. <laughs> Should we ask? Yep. Yeah, um, we're, we're all going to go up there and do a big team pose. Can we uh, do a versus pose? Yeah. All right. We do a big old versus pose against you guys. <laughs> we do a versus pose? Yeah. Where do you want us? Here we go. All right, we're going to go here. Whatever works, man. Whatever we works. Shot. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. 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 Portland, Oregon. All right, so you guys are going to have to check out monsterkidradio.net for that group shot with Tom, Ray, Chris, and Derek, the four-man team taking on the luchadors here. Are you ready for the movie? Yeah! Awesome. Thank you so much, Wrestling Church. Thank you so much to Monster Kid Radio, and thank you to all our wonderful sponsors that made this first year's Cinescopio success. We love you, and I present to you now Santo and Blue Demon versus Los Monstruos. Yeah! <laughs> You've been waiting all week. Oh God, yeah. I've been, I've been counting down the days. <laughs> I'm gonna go back. As you can tell, the movie started, and wow, what a treat. You know, in retrospect, okay, I still don't know if this one's my favorite of the three that we saw in the Cinescopio series, but it did have a very positive effect on the audience and some of my fellow Monster Kid Radio Crashers. You're going to hear from them. I do want to let everybody know that as we talk about the film, and maybe I should have said this earlier, uh, we do spoil things a little bit. So if you didn't see the note in the show notes for this episode over at MonsterKidRadio.net, Heads up, we're going to spoil the film. Well, you guys and gals probably know how it ends, but we're going to spoil specific moments and scares only because we found them so incredibly outrageous that we had to mention them.
Okay, guy, ask what you thought, man. Um, can I use a four-letter word on this podcast? Of course. Podcast? That was batshit crazy insane, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> My God, it had the logic of a five-year-old. It, it was... Wow! <laughs> what was that little thing? The little what was that? It was like a cross between the creature from Zat and the Metalunum Mutant. I mean, I was I was fine with the green guys with their throats cut and reanimated. I was I was fine with the uh, little person in the hump, and then that thing walks on, and I'm like, what the hell? It was just it was just standing there in the background. Yeah, I, what was it? Never did anything. Just walked around. I mean, my God. Um, ask Ray about that. All right, all right, all right. No, no, no. The little dude. The little dude with the brain exposed. What was that? Oh. We were trying the, to figure that out. We don't the, know. The early version of Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what did you guys think? I, I thought it was tr- it was nearly perfect. It was a master of cinema. I just have a lot of questions. <laughs> One, what was the plot? I'm not really sure. There was no plot. I think the blue demon was a little... Overbuild. <laughs> uh, there's a lot going on there. Uh-huh. Where did he get the mace? <laughs> Where did the mace come from? There, there's a lot. Well, why are you then? Well, I thought. Let's see. Uh, the the What's Dracula wannabe part? was the daywalker. He had oh, to be a daywalker. Okay, yeah. Okay. Just couldn't figure it out if it was a night scene or a day scene. I don't think the filmmakers knew if it was a night or a day scene. I think they didn't they never really made a distinction. It was like day, night, day, night, day, night. Oh, we don't know. Varying shades of blue. Yeah, <laughs> the awkwardly long dance number right in the middle. Yeah, and they had enough budget that, for two dance numbers. It had nothing to do with it. recognize they were ripping off old 40s and 50s dance tunes yes. from MGM? Yes. <laughs> it, it, I was reminded of Danny Kaye. I, I was reminded of uh, Singing in the Rain, the yes. um, Broadway melody. Yes. I never want to be reminded of those pants again, though. That's... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the ones that look like the Partridge family? Those were, okay, I take it back. Those were awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah, I take it back. I want those. I would love to see Dracula in his own movie, The Vampire. <laughs> the pose Can he have was, his own movie? The that pose was stellar. every chance he got. Also, also <laughs> my wife pointed out, why do all the monsters have to separately come up the top of the hill? Is it a very small hill? What's going on there? They can't come up together? You know what I really loved is they tried to make the Cyclops the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. yes. And we've got Santos swimming <laughs> through the water, and all of a sudden the Cyclops shot behind an aquarium <laughs> in a forest. <laughs> and then they had to get out of the water to fight. I know. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, why was El Santo in the water? That had nothing to do with anything. Well, he was after the Cyclops creature, but obviously he should have looked for the nearest uh, aquarium shop because that's where that thing was hanging out. He came out from behind a rock as if he just stepped out of a puddle. (laughs) And sometimes his eye is glowing and sometimes it's not. And did you see the fizzle? There was a fizzle towards the end where his his eye kind of blinked oh, yeah. out and then went back on yes I saw that bad wiring <laughs> alright you uh, enthusiasts I'm going to invite John Carter up to the stage as well as here. Mega Boy and see you tomorrow man. I really enjoyed it it was good uh, <laughs> I think I like that one better than Martians just because it didn't make any sense <laughs> yeah it's good wow I liked it a lot all right, man. Hope he finds his electric vibrator. <laughs> 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 
I think the Dracula was early Nixon. He <laughs> <laughs> kept doing this every time they showed him. But, but his arms loved, every time he showed up, he had to jump. Yeah. <laughs> that Ladies man was a leaper. I'm going to get this panel. I want to say, personally, I want to say thank you to the wrestling church. Oh, you guys, seriously. That was awesome. Much, much love. Much love to you guys. Thank you so much. So, you guys, I, I wanted to make sure to say for all of the Anglos who are still here, thank you, especially. Thank you. This is, this is a big deal. Let me tell you why. It's a big deal because this is part of our culture that we're, that we're sharing. We had Lucha Libre films. Y'all had Kung Fu films. See what I mean? The languages translate, the excitement translates, this mythical hero idea translates, and these were our heroes. This is what we had. What we have, what we're very, very lucky to have here in Portland, these fellas right here. So, what I wanted to do really briefly before we let you guys go tonight, we wanted to talk about specifically what it's like to live this lifestyle, what it's like to be in una mascara. Todos los días, every day, all the time. What does it feel like, and how did you get to this point? What was it that le led you here, and what has kept you here? Let's start. How is this dragon? Bueno, antes que todo, buenas noches. Mi nombre es Aguilar Mexican, y empecé a entrenar a los 16 años. Um, actualmente llevo aproximadamente lo mismo 16, 17 años luchando activamente Ideal Mexican that's this guy right here he's 16 years, he's been training he's been wrestling professionally and doing other things but this is part of his life so that's a long, long part of your life si, sí, definitivamente um, la máscara es um, Es parte de un personaje. Nosotros le damos vida al personaje y, y es una cultura, una tradición muy mexicana de nosotros. So the mask represents obviously what we all know. It represents a personality, it represents uh, an image, a character, but it's also a very, very traditionally Mexican thing that they're very proud to wear and to share. Uh, bueno, es... Uh, Es parte de, del espectáculo, del show, el traer este, botas, un equipo como el que uh, uh, portamos todo el tiempo, la máscara, pues, uh, para nosotros es algo bien importante y, pues, perder nuestra máscara es como, uh, pues, perder parte de, la, de nuestra vida. Because the mask is so important, it's just like we know in wrestling, if you lose that mask, you're going to lose part of yourself. And they take this stuff very, very seriously. So let me ask, Mega Boy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, first of all, for coming. So what keeps you doing this? What, what keeps you here? Why do you continue to do this? What is it that drives you every single day to be one of the most well-known local luchadores that we have in the Pacific Northwest, if not the whole West Coast? We have this. Well, first, uh, thank you, everybody, for showing up right here and, you know, to watch... Uh, these kind of movies, it's like uh, 
remind me when I was a kid, you know. I grew up like a family of wrestlers. And uh, when I was remembering, I was like child, three years, you know. I'm a, I got a family that been wrestling. And, uh, and see a santo or see a luchador. And now, you know, represent like a luchador myself. It's like uh, all my life I want to be like luchador, you know. When you're a kid, you want to be, you see a luchador, you know. You see a, 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 like, a famous guy, you know, like a hero, you know. And, Baby face, you know, you see it. And those, for me, it represents like, like, you know, something uh, that I want to do it, you know. And like I, he said, we represent like from people w way back before, you know, uh, this had culture, you know, what is it? Culture, culture you know. So uh, it's, you know, I'm glad to, to represent not up just uh, the Hispanic, you know. I mean, to bring you out right here, all the countries, you know, United States, Japan, you know, all the wrestlers who know a luchador, you know. <laughs> so, and what is the make difference? We like to do acrobatics, you know, like planchas, all kind of stuff. So, it represents for me, for my life, is, you know, something that I always keep it, you know, all my life. Like uh, my friend right here, we like, he's a rural, I'm a technical. But after the ring, you know, we are friends. But in the ring, yeah. you know, I'll beat him up all the time, so. <laughs> but I mean, you know. Thank you very much. I wanna, before you guys leave, I wanna have, give you guys a chance to ask any questions. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, other than will you take your mask off for us? Do you guys have any questions at all that you guys wanna ask? Right now is a great time. Anybody, anybody? Tito's gym. Tito what? Corona. What's that? Tito. Oh, yeah. Tito's gym. Well, right now, uh, he's an older guy right now. But we try to do uh, a gym, you know, to everybody can go and train, you know. Everybody can go and train from the age, eight years old to, I don't know, 25, 30. But, uh, you know, just uh, keep in touch and, you know, uh, make about Lucha Libre. Uh, we pretty soon we're going to try to open a gym uh, right here in Portland. Thanks for reminding me of Tito. Thank you. That's awesome. Tito's gym. You're next, but uh, this young lady right here had a question. Go ahead. Where they can see you? Where, where can they see you next? Are you performing? Are you guys have any matches? You guys are doing Cinco de Mayo? Well, we, right now we're trying to do uh, uh, the Cinco de Mayo. We work it up if we want to do a show with her in Cinco de Mayo. But uh, we're trying to get a contract right here in Portland by Northeast Portland. So we're trying to figure out, you know, maybe uh, we talk to them. You know, they can bring internet and you can guys see where we're going to be. Find me afterward or, yeah. or Joaquin afterward. We can help you with that. So there was another one. That was your question, okay, fantastic. Actually, uh, I come from Tacoma, and uh, there's nothing of wrestling over there either, but uh, uh, hopefully, in, uh, probably in a month or so, I'm gonna open a gym too, and, um, and I'm gonna start training people, all ages, from one or two years to 99, so I don't mind all people are welcome to come over and probably I'm gonna 
start doing shows, wrestling shows over there, and um, uh, it's gonna be boxing, personal training, uh, all kind of uh, work workout for everybody. So um, we're gonna give you information later on, by the way. You're gonna train. You're gonna train 99 year olds. That'll be one round. It'll be like 10 seconds. I think I could do that. I think I could totally do that. So thank you guys very, very much for coming. I really appreciate it. Well, go ahead, go ahead. You know, I have another question. How does it feel to don the mask? You know, put that mask on. What happens when you do that? Good question. So like, is there a transformation from regular everyday Joe to... Yeah. Well, it is funny, you know, because... Let me tell you something. When I was a... When I, when I born, you know, First, they give you, you know, in the in the back, you know, they slap it, you know. No, my mom didn't did it. They put me in my max right away. I don't want to see this kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, it's like a, it's like you you be somebody else. You do transform as yourself. Like uh, when you put your max, you're you're like a totally different people. Totally different people. If you got hurt when you get up to the rig, you got hurt, but not at the same time because all your blood, you know, is like what, what, adrenaline. Adrenaline, you know, is all your body, you know, and sometimes you hit him too hard to the brutal, you know. But you know, it's part of the show. You can never sometimes. Never too hard for the brutal. Never too hard for the <laughs> Of course it is, <laughs> and you know sometimes. Uh, you can hurt your head, you know. You, I got problems with my arm, my my kidney, you know. But uh, this part about the, uh, our, to be a luchador, you know, you transform it yourself, you know. It's totally like something different, you know. And like I would say, this transform is like different person. <laughs> yeah, it's a very very big experience to wear one mask, but. Uh, I think you have to train it first because it's a long process. For to be a professional wrestler, we're talking about 16 to 2 years for to be a professional wrestler with a good trainer. And when you have a mask, um, it's very, I don't know, it's like a special, something special that you, you have to feel it with you because it's uh, like my friend say, you feel like a hero. Um, sometimes you think you are not a hero, but you are a hero for too many people Then sometimes you never thought, you know? But when people start screaming you, yelling you, especially to me, when people screaming me or yelling me, I love that because I'm a heel. He's a technical, and I'm a rudo, not heel me. So I don't care people yelling me or tell me whatever because they take their stress out with me, and I help them. I'm I'm your physical therapy, COVID, like something like that. But you know, I mean, it's really really interesting. But you have to. I mean, you have to feel it, but original mask. We have original mask. 
I mean, you can put one of the masks outside, whatever, <laughs> and you can feel a little bit kind of like nerves of your body, but to be a professional is good, so. I, I want to explain real quick, if you don't know, what the difference between Rudo and Tecnico. Rudo is like the bad guy, and that's what, that's the part that he plays. That's the role that he plays, and he wrestles on that side. Tecnico's sort of the good guy. And that's what he does. And he was saying that, uh, you know, even though there's a rudo and a technical here, they wrestle all day long, and he claims that he'll kick his butt every single time. But after the match <laughs> is done, they're best friends. And that's not always the case. And so what he was, what he was explaining is that being a bad guy is kind of cathartic, and it's helpful for those in the audience because they get their frustrations out on the bad guy, and they can yell and scream, and no one really, you know, no, no feelings are hurt because that's the role that he knows he was born to fill. So I think that's a, that's a fantastic way to look at things, is that you're actually there to help people relieve their stress. That's fantastic, that's fantastic. So again, we're done for the night, thank you very much. But first, Joaquin Lopez, you're a badass, my man. This is the man that made this whole thing happen. The last three films in a row, you brought everybody together. You did it, thank you guys very much for coming. We really do appreciate your time tonight. I agree with Chris. I'd see these movies again in the exact same setting with the exact same people because they're just so much fun to watch with a group, with a crowd of people that are just willing to cheer and scream and have fun watching Sandholm Blue Demon take it to Frankenstein's monster or that weird looking Cyclops or, you know, that little weird dude in the back. We talked a little bit about this. If you've seen this film and you have any insight about this little guy, I'd say he's probably about three feet tall. He's in a full body costume and he's got a big head with an exposed brain. It's really weird looking and not really relevant to the film. He's just kind of there in the background. Everybody else gets in on the wrestling action, but this little guy, I don't know. Maybe they were saving him for the sequel. Anyway, again, I want to thank everybody who joined me in the Monster Kid Radio crash who appeared on this episode of Monster Kid Radio. That's Tom Dolphel, Ray Jelinek, and Chris McMillan. I'm sure we're going to have him on the show in the future for future Monster Kid Radio crashes. Chris is going to be back on the show proper as a future guest. Heck, he's going to be joining me at the HP Lovecraft Film Festival and Cthulhu Con, which is happening in less than two weeks. Follow the show notes over at monsterkidradio.net to learn more about that. And I believe Ray is going to be there as well. So, you know, I'll be recording with him too. And if you're going to be at the festival, look me up. I'll be the guy in the Hawaiian shirt who looks like he's having the most fun in the room. You know what's fun for me? Just producing this show. And it's been a real blessing because I've had a death in my family and I've had a lot of family business to deal with. And having the monsters waiting for me has provided a sense of normalcy. And I appreciate everybody's support that sent me private messages, messages on Facebook or over the Universal Monster Army message board. I really appreciate everybody's support and condolences know that I have taken all of your words to heart and have kept them in mind as I've been dealing with everything that's going on. You guys and gals are awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Monster Kid Radio. And thanks to the Dead Elvi for letting us play their song Lucha Libre here on the show. It appears with their permission. That's important to me. All the music that appears here on Monster Kid Radio, we get permission to play it before we use it. So support those bands. If you get a chance, go over to our website and click on the bands slash songs link. It's going to take you to a list of every song that's appeared here on the show, every band, links to their websites. If you buy any of their albums or have any communication with these bands, tell them that Monster Kid Radio sent you. 
Now, before we play the audio from the Put a Mask on It fashion show, I want to go ahead and let you know that Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Of course, that does not apply to the song... Lucha Libre, we talked about that. It belongs to the Dead Elvi. It's their song. It appears here with their permission. We'll play that at the very end after the Put a Mask on a Fashion Show. Talk to you soon. All right, so this is the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> this is now the beginning of the Put a Mask on it Fashion Show. <laughs> now, Something you may not know is that many of you have participating in the very special thing that Cinescopio has invented called Applause-a-Meter. Can everybody repeat with me? Applause-a-Meter, here we go. Applause-a-Meter. It's a really easy, highly technical way of cheering your best friend on. Are you ready to join me? I'm gonna show you. <laughs> Can we practice that really quick? One, two, three. Very good. All right. So, the fashion show begins. Can I please have the lovely Sofia Basto up to the stage, please? I hope I can use this microphone. One, two, and three. One, two, three. This is Sofia Basto, and she's been fusionated. Say hello, Sofia. Sofia, can I ask you something? Yes. Who are you dressed as tonight? I am dressed as a vampire woman. She is a vampire woman. Woo! How about you? Um, I'm dressed as Jason, 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 Jason. From Friday the 13th. Now tell us one thing before we start the fashion show. What is your favorite day of the week and why? My favorite day of the week is got to be Friday. Friday. This is my last day of work. Because it's your last day of work. Yes. It's your last day of work. It's Tuesday because it's Fusionante. Awesome. Yes. Okay, so can I have all the participants in the fashion show please line up on this side of the stage? Walk it up here. Let's do it. Walk up to the stage and just wait down there at the stairs. Awesome. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I went high and low all over Portland to find the perfect gifts for tonight's fashion show. And the gifts are as the following. This great. We have in the middle here what's called the incredible, beautiful hope. Complete with hair extensions, aquanet, rollers, yeah. And fingernail polish. Yes. <laughs> In a really goody bag that says so glamorous. <laughs> Our other prize is what we call the Breakfast of Champions with France Frosted Donuts. So delicious. France Chocolate Donuts. Folgers Coffee with Yum. cream. 
Hazelnut, flavor three. And duplex cookies. Yum. Breakfast of champions. And our best prize is called the Mexican American Party, complete with Hayes Picanti sauce, Juanita's chips, red cups, Mickey Mouse straws, a margarita bucket, pretzels, balloons, forks, napkins, and olives. Pretzels. So, my fashionistas, this, these are your instructions. One by one, you will walk up to the stage, introduce yourself to the wonderful Sofia Basto, our vampire. You will tell her your name and who you are as, or however you'd like to introduce yourself. And then, you will dance and strut yourself, strut yourself along this cool, groovy catwalk. And I will say, strike a pose, and you'll freeze. And I'll do it again. Strike another, and you'll freeze. And you'll do another, and you'll freeze. And then you'll walk over here, and line up. Are we clear, my friends? Very good. And tonight's special guest judges are Pepe Moscoso and Ratero. From Cusinarte, give him a round of applause. And our second Sofia from Cusinarte, Sofia Castro. DJ As the demon enchantress. Woo. And they will be judging the fashion show. And our first fashionista tonight is. Next 
fashionista tonight is. Who are you? Soviet club. The orange shirt is I'm Terrence. Yeah! Terrence. Excuse me. Terrence. Terrence. Perfect. And give us your best shot and strike a pose one. And walk the catwalk a little bit and strike a pose two. And give us your sexiest strike a pose, walk the catwalk, three. <laughs> That's his sexiest right there. Thank you very much. You can stand right here. All right, who's up? Who's up next? Uh-oh. Who are you? The maestro Marco Malvado Jr. Malvado Jr. Come on, it's all yours. All right, Malvado Jr., walk that catwalk. Give us all you got. And strike your pose. One. And strike your pose. Two. And strike your pose. Three. One more. No, we have more. Two more. Dos más? Okay, perfecto. Tú en inglés y yo en español, entonces. ¿A quién tenemos aquí? Papi Gato. Papi Gato. Yeah, papi Gato. And give us your best shot, one. And give us your best shot, two. Walk a little bit and give us your best shot. Three. And step to the line. Who's next? Hi. What's your name? Mrs. Sinister. Mrs. Sinister. Sinister, go for it. And Mrs. Sinister, give us your best walk. Oh, nice. Yeah. And strike a pose, one. Yeah. And strike a pose, two. Yeah. Now, walk that catwalk and strike a pose like I have been so naughty. Awesome. We have one more, two more, three more, maybe. Okay. Who do we have here? ¿Cómo te llamas? I am also a vampire woman. Also a vampire woman. With a name? Um, no. Does vampire woman go for it, vampire woman? 
and walk that cat wild vampire woman. And strike a pose, one. And strike a pose, two. And walk a little bit on that catwalk and give us your base, your best face, three. But not least. Oh. <laughs> I am the Rose City Rudo, a professor of all monstros. I uh, fight uh, contra los monstros because uh, I don't like them. Except for the sexy vampire women. Yeah! Show us what you got. And walk that catwalk. Oh, and strike your pose. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! Judges, judges, Pepe Moscoso, El Ratero. So they're gonna eliminate some people, and then after they do an elimination, we're all gonna do that applause meter we all worked so hard earlier today, and we will have our winners. So all the people that didn't make it to the final round will receive. A gift certificate from La Bonita. So that means, my friends, if you receive a gift certificate from La Bonita, that means you can sit down. All right. And Pepe Tratero and Miss Sofia Costa, the vampire, come up here and give away those gift certificates. Who will they eliminate? Who put themselves out there? Who shed their soul? It's, no. not the, it's not the end of the day. They can go to La Bonita and buy a burrito. <laughs> Give them a round of applause.
a round of applause. Give this one here a round of applause. And give him a round of applause. Who goes? The kid with the horn? The little blue demon? The big blue demon? The, this one here? Her? Or him? And I need my Pepe Moscoso and Sofia Costa to help us out. Who was the least loudest tonight? Was it Blue Demon? Yeah. Was it this gentleman? Do we need to try it again? All right, pay attention, here we go. Give this one a round of applause. Okay. This one a round of applause. Okay. This one a round of applause. I think you go bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're gonna give some again. Give this one a round of applause. Give the sexy lady a round of applause. And give the sexy Bible man a round of applause. Alright, we need to get rid of one more. Are you ready? Give this one a round of applause. 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 Okay. All right, you guys, I think we have our winners. <laughs> and our winners are, tell us your name again. Break Dancing Dragon, a.k.a. Diego. Give him a round of applause also. What's your name? Mine is Jojo. Jojo, and what are you dressed as tonight? Oh, an <laughs> Blue Demon, thank you Jojo, have a good night. And Mr. What are you tonight? Rose City Rudo in a professional grade Espanto mask, because I figured I needed the cross to fight against Lamuera's Vampiro. Uh, and I'm a Libra, and I like long walks on the beach, and I'm a hand. Um, we, <laughs> we have a movie to get to, so here we go. All right, give him a round of applause. Okay, and I think Rudo will get the Mexican-American party, because there's a margarita bucket there. You can pick it up at the end of the night. And Diego, you will have the breakfast of champions. And Jojo, you get to take home how to be a beautiful, incredible Hulk. Alrighty? Alright. Thank you guys so much. That was our first Put a Mask on a Fashion Show. You're awesome.